the cosmetics about Lihakke. I know the platform. I know the website. I know it started in 2018. I know the very profound journey it's been on, along with Lebanon's journey. But if you can just describe the easiest way possible your relationship to Lihakke, because I know it's a horizontal group. I know there's no official leadership. But now that you're out of the group, if you could best describe your role, the way you see it in that group, and in a way what that group means to you right now. Because I, I'm, I'm going to guess it's still a very positive emotion, but maybe there's something else in the mix that's not necessarily that group. It could be the way Lebanon has emerged following October 17. I know it's, it's a big question, but I'd like to start it this way because I think it's appropriate. A lot has happened. Uh, yes, indeed. First of all, I thank you for this uh, interview. It's, it's an honor and it's, it's interesting for me especially at uh, these times. Okay, talking about Lihaqi, first uh, we have to go back in time t uh, to uh, 2018. Mm. In 2018, so uh, we decided that it, it's about time to um, move the protests from the streets against the regime mm. to uh, to elections to electoral campaign campaigning and at that time we thought that we cannot face the current um, political powers of the regime using traditional methods in politics and yeah. organizing so that's why we decided that the only way in order to, to match the uh, power and the hegemony of these parties of the regime is through using uh, unorthodox methods and mm. campaigning because uh, in traditional methods they have way more money than us they have uh, control over municipalities over the society or the economy etc uh, also the media right so that's why uh, we decided to use unorthodox manner in organizing people in an electoral campaign, a non-traditional campaign, grassroots-based, decentralized, based on very firm principles, mm -hmm. organizational and economic, uh, socio-economic principles and political principles. After the, this campaign succeeded in a way, definitely we, uh, we couldn't breach the parliament and the, or our list failed to get a, a seat in the uh, in the district mm -hmm. however we managed to organize hundreds of people and get uh, 10000 votes in our district so this uh, moved us to the idea or we moved to the idea of okay we found it we found uh, the way and how to face this uh, regime mm -hmm. and that's why uh, we transformed Lihaqi from a, a grassroots-based electoral campaign to a political movement, uh, decentralized, <coughs> grassroots-based. Um, so this is this is Lihaqi now. So th this is uh, this is to mention that this kind uh, kind of uh, explains uh, my relationship with the Lihaqi because I was at that time. Uh, 
the uh, one of the um, candidates in the in 2018 right uh, and one of the main participants in uh, uh, writing the political rhetoric yes. of the campaign and the movement later on so uh, it's it's deep يعني. i have accompanied the haqqi from from its early beginning with all the struggles that we had internally and with the uh, powers of, powers of the regime mm. the parties of the regime uh, i'll tell you from my side it's it, my relationship is at a distance i got to know this group on the street mm. and in 2018 i remember that moment where it seemed like there was a potential to have somebody from the list you were on to actually win in parliament and even though the outcome of that was maybe complicated among opposition groups competing with each other but nonetheless the name emerged and in terms of grassroots accomplishments i think this group does stand out because it started and i you correct me if i'm wrong it started principally from shuf ale but it spread and it took in a way it took hold And I, I appreciate you also mentioning this. Uh, there's decentralization in its blood, but also even within the group, it's there are almost autonomous groups that work independently. True. To the point that maybe, and we can get into this as much as you'd like, maybe that was designed best for where Lihaki was then in terms of smaller, more manageable, and that something grew maybe beyond everyone's expectation. And I... If we can go there, and I, I'm trying to be sensitive because I don't want to sound uh, like I'm judging. I don't know. I, you're the person to ask. That Do you think, looking back, that maybe the way it emerged as a grassroots, autonomous-led group, that it, in a way, caught some people by surprise, and that that could be a, a benefit and perhaps a disadvantage four years later when it comes to where we are right now and i'm being careful here without trying to name people or even there's no pointing fingers it's more the ethos of lihaqi and lebanese politics mm. that the two maybe did not marry themselves well mm. actually i don't believe that uh, it's a problem of merge or uh, how lihaqi works within the Mm. Uh, Lebanese political framework. I think it's uh, to the contrary. It's mm. it's uh, possible that uh, we could have done um, quite a good work. Mm. Uh, however, there is a problem in Lebanon related to the uh, to the opposition itself. Okay, so uh, we still lack in Lebanon. We still lack uh, organized large political parties mm. uh, which uh, are real political institutions and this makes the uh, the the, uh, politi- the uh, parties or the groups political groups of the opposition uh, like scattered uh, weak yeah. uh, fr- uh, there's there are no tight uh, connections and the, what makes these connections is the political program and the political uh, mm. Uh, orientation of the uh, of the of the group so uh, this made uh, all the uh, all the pa- groups of the opposition all over Lebanon in a weak position and, and uh, therefore Lihaqi is in that same situation yes however Lihaqi is one of the biggest groups mm. if not the biggest mm. 
among the the, the new parties, let's yeah. say, or the new political groups. However, the uh, the the uh, whole scene was overwhelming. You see, too many groups. People don't know actually. If a, a small group has like four or five people, yeah. four or five members. And they're all running for parliament. <laughs> yeah. So, but but for the for the people outside, they see that this is a group and this that is a group. They yeah. don't know that this is okay. Uh, that Lihaqi is organized. They have elections. Mm. Uh, they mm. have councils, elected councils, etc., etc. They just see okay. They have uh, the same page or uh, uh, an account on Instagram, right. etc. Yeah. So that's 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 the whole story. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So uh, I believe that the problem definitely uh, Lihaqi had. Uh, had uh, made mistakes mm. this is uh, something that we have to admit however the main problem is uh, is with the uh, groups political groups of the opposition in general if you don't mind let's go into this but knowing that a very important decision was made in 2018 and i remember this happening very quickly that after the elections or even it it it, it happened naturally that there was a quick decision to turn this grassroots movement into a political party, or at least organize it in a way that's political, less activist, more politics, and in a sense, both at the same time. Mm. Then, of course, I mean, it's uh, October 17 changes the landscape, but I think Lihaqi played a, played a primary role before that, because the protests that I remember, they were small, but they were visible. That's the name that it was always associated. I'm thinking now going back, you tell me if this is right, because it's a bit unclear in my mind. Before October 17, Lihaqi wanted to protest that same day, if not around that time, regarding the forest fires. And then very quickly, October 17 took hold, but Lihaqi was already there on the ground. So there's something very important in terms of the aspirations of this group. You're part of the story. You're running for parliament. And we've had, in a sense, four years to try to figure out what didn't work in 2018. And we've had one of the most miserable four years of Lebanese modern history. Could you offer some perspective on where the burden is in terms of someone like you today who wants to work in parliament, who wants to be present in politics, but then it has to take a decision that is not so much in the personal, it's more in the group's interest. And is there anything there in terms of, you're also shackled by things that are perhaps beyond Lihakti's control, that you cannot enter parliament on your terms right now. You're forced to make a decision that could be what you want to do, but you're gonna have to wait again for another four years to have some footprint in parliament. I'm trying to mix the political and the personal here. Mm. And what you've seen the last four years, because you're you're part of that group, you're in its core, and now you're out. So I think you're the best person to ask, actually. Actually, when even when when we approach the uh, me personally and in general, our approach to the electoral uh, to elections, parliamentary elections, is not very traditional. Also, so we mm. don't see the uh, the elections as. Uh, as a way uh, or the only way or or a way to reach the parliament it's not right. the only uh, aim yeah it is okay it's and like a, it's a reward 
and it's it's important. However, it's not the thing. It's not the gold. In it's itself. not the yes. Right. Okay. So our approach, our mainly approach, is is the following. Uh, we believe that the main problem in Lebanon now is that the political parties of the regime, uh, you know, this balance of power mm. is still too much way way too much in the favor of the political parties of the regime. When yeah. we talk about the power balance, yeah. we are talking not only just the popular support, it's also because they have the state, they have the economy, mm. they have the foreign relations, yeah. they have the uh, control over the municipalities and the local areas, you know, and the regions. Yeah. So actually they have the this control. Yes. So. Our main uh, aim through participating in the elections is to a way to calibrate mm. this power balance, mm. to organize more and more people around our vision, around our uh, mm. principles, around our political prog- pro- uh, program. Yeah. Without, without being in parliament also, so it could just be pressure from, from the outside too. No, uh, no, but we believe that, okay, uh, uh, being, being su- succeeding in reaching the parliament mm. is... Is a is a is a result or an outcome of your success in calibrating the power balance. Right, so, right. So yeah. it's not uh, it's not okay. I I get let's say two or three MPs and then I can do some reforms in the parliament. It doesn't work, doesn't work this way right. because yeah. the uh, in Lebanon it's in Lebanon. We don't live in uh, in a democratic country. We have different challenges. Mm. So the main aim is to calibrate this power balance and. Right. The way it translates, uh, whether in the parliament or in the uh, municipalities or in the uh, syndicates and orders, elections of syndicates and mm. orders, etc. Mm. This is a translation yes. of this change in, 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 the, in the power balance. So that's why that's the, the mentality mm-hmm. uh, through which we enter uh, this uh, Uh, the, the parliamentary elections and in general all of the uh, all of our political work yani. I will ask you more later about your personal reasons for for resigning uh, several hours ago officially so yes. it's, it's a timely issue but we'll, we'll get back to that uh, I appreciate any group trying to defy Lebanese gravity mm. even if it's a you can debate the subjects and I, I I think Lihaki is not a it's not necessarily an ideological group. You have a lot of differing v- views tendencies, within. yeah. Right. So there is a healthy debate within. And you can maybe have constructive disagreements on those issues. And I think that happens anyway across the spectrum, but it happens within some groups. And Lihaki yes. is one of them. But also defying I think the inertia that we both know and accept, and maybe some of us are more reluctant to challenge it and I'm talking really where politics and society meet in Lebanon so I'll give you one simple example Lehaki does not openly discuss the Sunni void that everyone is talking about on media podcasts and writing it's mm-hmm. almost now it's become the daily uh, discourse I don't see Lehaki going that direction they go in a completely different direction True, and I think There's a big challenge there because that's the heavy inertia that I think defines modern Lebanon, even if it's bad. 
it's where a lot of things end up in, in that discourse. Lihaki doesn't go that way. When it comes to more sensitive issues, and we can offer two here, um, working with or without kata'ib, for example, Lihaki stood its ground in a way and made it clear that there are certain lines that this group will not cross. For better or worse, that's up for debate. Um, there's a healthy discourse when it comes to Hezbollah's weapons within Lihaki. And the reason I know this, I've had the pleasure of having these conversations with different members of Lihaki. They don't always agree. But there's a unified principle that this is a challenge. And the group is trying to find a creative way to address it. So I, I sympathize with any grassroots group when the economy is crashing, when politics is degenerating, when geopolitics makes this country a very painful experience, you still have the noble work of protesters trying to make a difference. So there's that very good side to the story, and I think it's healthy. That said, there's an exposure to this group that I found quite unique, as someone not really involved, as somebody standing outside. I've come to terms with this, that social media is not the place you go to find where the debate is, or even to actually understand the debate. Mm. But I myself saw two things that happened very quickly. The engineering and architect syndicate story, the lawyer syndicate story, the attacks that happened online, but the attacks that happened in general, sort of a a coming to terms with what October 17 actually means. And for me, it sounded like this group was trying to also figure it out along the way. Could you, from your side, what you saw, this tentative alliance with the engineering and architecture order, the quick fallout that happened, and if my memory is right, this is within days that there was a problem within the story. Months later, no agreement on the, on, the, on the lawyer syndicate. And right now, almost seems like a burning of bridges where there's bad blood that I don't think was there naturally to begin with. Is this Lihaki's way of trying to find its own narrative? Catching up with October 17, trying to distance itself from things that it wasn't happy with and has the power to do so? Or is this really just the way Lebanese politics works, that there's other factors that get in the way? It could be something silly. It could be ego. It could be shortcuts to power. Mm. It could be maybe people within Lihaki that resign early, people that don't want to be part of this anymore. And I'm, I'm trying to find where the turn happened and how you saw it happening. Because I understand it as a bad outcome. Mm. Uh Actually, I don't see uh, a change in the way Lihaqi approached uh, such uh, the alliances, I mean, and other uh, other issues. Mm. Uh, we have always been clear from the beginning. I mean, on me on the personal level and Lihaqi in general, that the main problem in Lebanon is not just uh, like a problem of small reforms, or a problem of corrupt people who are in the uh, state, in the government, in the parliament. It's not a, this. It's not this. Mm. We have a, a serious and uh, structural 
problem and defect in the uh, system itself, political mm. system, the way politics work in Lebanon. Mm. Uh, and this has uh, too many reasons or, or, um, or, or causes. The first is related to the uh, to the social or political contract which mm. Lebanon was built uh, upon. And the second thing is uh, after the uh, after the war, the same war- warlords uh, they put their ties and became the, became the uh, the rulers of the and the politicians of the country. Mm. So uh, this is a very very uh, f- strong and uh, tight uh, like you know the grip on yeah. the yeah. political situation in Lebanon on mm. all le- on all levels yes so that's why so having said this uh, we can't approach uh, politics and with the same uh, rhetoric of the regime so mm. that's why the haqqi doesn't talk about the sunni void Right. That's why the Haqqi doesn't talk about or says no, no. The Kata'ib is uh, one of the main parties of the regime. Mm-hmm. So we can't just, uh, okay, or everything is okay and let's, let's, uh, let's move on. No, there is a structural problem that uh, we don't want uh, to clash, to have clashes. Mm-hmm. However, we want to build our own experience uh, based on our own political principles and on, on, on our approach mm-hmm. to politics. Mm-hmm. So this is the, uh, this was our approach. This had, has, always been, uh, has always been our approach and mm-hmm. it's still uh, today. Mm-hmm. So uh, uh, even in the uh, architects and engineers uh, elections, there wasn't a, like a direct uh, alliance. With, right, uh, yeah. You know, we didn't have an alliance with Kataib. Uh, we had alliance with some groups of the uh, who were close to Kataib, mm-hmm. but also it was uh, the seventeenth of October was a really overwhelming yeah. in the way uh, you know these too many people and we should be united and you know hundreds of thousands of people of people making a lot of pressure. Yeah. So this is this was really overwhelming regarding this experience, uh, but we managed to continue this. This our way of working uh, throughout all the uh, up to the uh, the electoral uh, the, the elections the parliamentary elections now. So in a way, it's not that Lihaki changed. It's more that the parties that emerged were changing on the road to politics and parliament. That Lihaki was more, in a way, not not stubborn because that sounds negative. It's not that. It's more. Um, no, no, we, we were stubborn indeed. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah definitely. We were. Uh, and uh, yes, so and that's not a uh, that's not a bad thing mm. because you see we we managed to um, we managed to prevent many things that would have would have made things worse. Now, now in this current situation in Lebanon. Uh, there are certain questions that any opposition, any real opposition has to answer. Uh, the questions are, first, uh, is it a problem of a political system or is it a problem of bad guys mm-hmm. who are, and we should replace them? The second, what's your position regarding the uh, 
banks, banking sector. What's your position regarding Hezbollah and the uh, and its weapons? Mm-hmm. What's your position regarding the who is going to uh, pay for the losses? Okay. Right. So, what's your position regarding the uh, explosion of the port Beirut blast mm-hmm. and the uh, investigation? So, these are very main questions that you have to uh, each every alliance now in the elections. This defines w- which is the firm and real and, uh, opposition, mm-hmm. and which is, uh, you know, mahzuzi. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, uh, or is sympathetic in a way with the, with the regime. Yeah. So uh, that's why we were very clear. That this, in this elections, we have to be firm regarding the alliances that we make mm-hmm. based on these main uh, questions. Right. Uh, that's where we stood firm and we, we were appearing as stubborn mm-hmm. because we, we, we were thinking that now we need to organize people around as much as, as, much, as many people as possible around these main uh, points. Right, right. Okay, so it's not just, just about, okay, we are all against them yeah. because all the people are against the parties of the regime, even the supporters of these parties. Mm-hmm. Now, if you go to some uh, someone with the Musta'bal or Ishtiraki or Hezbollah or Amal or uh, Tayyar or Uwet, they will tell you that these parties are corrupt and bad. And everyone, it's common knowledge. This is not the question. Mm-hmm. The question is, what are you going to do and how are you going to organize in order to organize people around solutions mm-hmm. uh, to to for salvation? Yani, for for. Uh, yani, uh, uh, to save the country. Okay, so yes. No, I, I, I mean, I don't want to interrupt you. Mm-hmm. I want to, mm-hmm. I want to pick up on these points because they're very. I've watched you on TV. I, I've seen your your ability to explain something that's very principled, and also you're able to say something which, in a way, for me, sounded very appealing. And it's an, it's a recent clip on MTV, which is really what made me reach out to you. This is long before the withdrawal of the candidacy. And yes. this is maybe two weeks ago. It seems like history now. Uh, maybe you said it without realizing that it would impact someone like me. Mm. But it, it resonated. You said, not everyone pre-October 17 is a failure. And you said it in a way that was quite accurate. That kellon yani kellon the way you understand it, is not meant to blame everyone for trying pre-October 17. And you can even have some success stories. And I think that's the words you chose, meaning that there are accomplishments that were made, but that's not the story. The story is systemic. Now, that's a thing, that's a point that I can have a discussion with, because then the question becomes, what exactly is the system and what is paralyzing it? And there you can have maybe an ongoing conversation. But what appealed to me is that you were able to say two things at once. And I don't know if that was deliberate. You're, you're saying in a way, okay, there could be good guys within Kata'ib. There could even be accomplishments made by Kata'ib. That doesn't mean we want to work with them. So you're saying it both in the same sentence. Or, or it's not about Kata'ib, it's about any party that tried before. We don't need to work with them right now. So let's get into this as much as we can without it turning into a 10-hour debate. 
I don't know if the system itself brought about the misery that we're in right now. And I've had this discussion with many people from October 17 mm-hmm. parties. Before this one was with Mintishreen members. Before them was with Kataib. And prior to them was with Kitlil Wataniyya. And I think I'm the lone man out because everyone seems to agree except me. So I'm going to try with you. I may have an, an ally here by accident, <laughs> which I don't know. <laughs> I, I don't know if the system can bring this level of misery. I think your point about reform is well, well taken. And you want something that's going to end the nightmare. I don't know if the nightmare is sectarianism. Or for that matter, corruption. Or for that matter, mediocrity, which we know well. Or for that matter, the local things that make us dysfunctional. I don't know if that's the problem. Lehaki is able to talk about one subject which I think is very important and very problematic, which is the geopolitical dimension that keeps Lebanon a very almost hostage-like state in 2022. But it's the emphasis on that, which I think is sometimes overlooked by October 17. And I think that in the end of the day, that is what drove these parties away from each other. How do you talk about this problem without it dividing October 17? I understand the system as being old and inefficient and in need of a major upgrade. But I don't think it needs to be thrown away yet. And I do like the idea, even though you said you don't, but in my mind, I like the baby steps that are healthy for a society in terms of reform and to make it as appealing as possible. And I say this as somebody who's secular, somebody who doesn't like even the word sectarianism and also knows that the importance of power sharing in Lebanon goes so deep that it's not... It's not appealing to the majority of Lebanese, at least right now. So I'll, I'll, I'll try to take all of that into one simple question. I genuinely believe it's about reform. It's not about throwing away the system. I think it's about making sectarianism less ugly. Could be in a Senate, Majlis al-Shiyukh, that never happened. Um, I think society in Lebanon does matter. And I... I the secularism appeal, I don't think, really resonates beyond the cosmopolitan crowd that a lot of us know well. I don't think it, 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 I don't think it overtook society. Mm-hmm. And you said something which is quite interesting, that most Lebanese are not happy with their political parties pre-October 17. My conversations have been the complete opposite. But maybe I'm talking to the wrong people. They are frustrated with the situation but they're voting for those parties. Yes. Yeah, so it's a huge plate on the table, but can you address any of that in terms of whether Lebanon is born in error, which I think you're hinting at, or whether Lebanon is hijacked by problems that are not necessarily Mm. Lebanese? Okay, uh, I will answer this, but I, I will need some time. That's the advantage of a podcast. There's no commercials. Yeah, <laughs> yeah okay, great. I'll wait so, for the sun to come up and then... <laughs> no. No, no, fine. 
Uh, I appreciate you even answering this question because I think this no, is no. the heart of a lot of what what happens in terms of uh, no no it's, it's very it's a very important question that I have to answer hmm. okay first uh, mentioning the uh, supporters of the political parties mm. or or the question of why if people are so they know that their parties are corrupt and bad yeah why do they still vote for them mm. and this is this is a this is a main question which which everyone thinks of so but however we we go back to the main point which i mentioned which is the power balance mm-hmm. okay so uh, when the person goes and votes uh, he doesn't because the the problem in the regime is systemic and yeah. uh, yes uh, problem in the system a mm. defect in the system mm. this gives the parties the ruling parties Uh, a very strong power over the people the way the people think mm. so once the person is going is going behind the curtain to vote he's not thinking about he will not be thinking about okay uh, these are corrupt what if if i vote for them the country will be uh, get bad and so on he will be thinking okay if i don't vote now tomorrow they will kick my brother uh, from work mm. Mm. they will do this and this and that So that's how that, that's the way they forced people to to think, mm-hmm. and people alone, uh, and because the economy of the people is highly reliable because it's a clientelistic uh, mm-hmm. economy in Lebanon, a clientelistic system in Lebanon, and a, uh, a rentier economy, you know, because it's it's highly uh, it's it's highly dependent dependable depending on the ruling parties. Mm-hmm. So this this. Uh, makes the people feel that they don't have the ability to to, to make any uh, any change mm, mm. okay so it's not that they don't know it's not a matter of awareness it's mm. a matter of feeling uh, you know okay okay I, what can i do these are warlords if I, they might punish me they might kill me they mm. might uh, you know kick my family let's say out of the out of Uh, if i want to go to the uh, to the hospital i might face problems who whom am i going to call so this is the problem of the people mm-hmm. this also originates from the problem of the regime itself the regime the way the, the political system in lebanon is designed it gives a lot of power mm-hmm. for those who are currently in power yani mm-hmm. okay yeah. and when we say uh, system we're not talking about just sectarianism mm-hmm. it's not this question mm-hmm. it's uh, political economic and uh, centralized state right so the way uh, the system is in lebanon okay these leaders mm-hmm. they go to to the center to a certain table yeah they decide okay i get this you get that yeah. you get this and then they force these decisions that are done in the on this table in the yes. center on their people in the areas right. so okay so they use this state to force their agendas mm-hmm. and their interests over the people this is how the system works yes so that's why yes but what uh, man, several factors give power to this uh, whole combination or structure one of them is the uh, sectarian sectarianism mm-hmm. because every one of these warlords um, 
is is the representative in the system he's representative mm. on paper mm. of his sect yeah. you see so this is how it works it's a whole uh, it's, it's a set of dynamics yani, mm. which which work yeah, together all together mm. but i will gently push back because mm. I, I like the way you're framing it it sounds like you're you're correctly putting politics and economics together and applying what needs to be fundamentally fixed mm. for the system to at least function and provide a better outcome. And I, I appreciate the decentralization component. I think that's the one issue that's probably the most important, but it's not the one that's talked enough about. I think yes. people say it casually now. A lot of groups have adopted it too, and I don't think they all, they don't necessarily know what they're talking about True. sometimes. Yeah. These words, I think, catch on in, in ways that are shallow. So yes. we, we can get into decentralization. But before that, I think we're roughly the same age. I'm going to guess you're in your 40s. By the measure of 40, the, yeah. you're 40, I'm 40. I can tell. It's the tiredness, <laughs> but you're not old enough to justify it. <laughs> so you're, we're the same age. We're born the same, the same 12 months apart. We've seen what Lebanon looks like during a civil war. Mm. We're old enough to know what the war, how it felt when the war ended, and we know how it felt when the Syrians left in 2005. I think we also appreciate that there are some problems that Lebanese have no excuse not to fix. And then there's something as huge as Hezbollah that no matter what we do and say, it's beyond our control. And I think that's something, it's a criticism that is correct that you can put billboards on the highway, you can even talk about it endlessly and have no policy about it. It doesn't correct that huge problem. So let's go more to the local. The reform that didn't happen and the earlier attempts at pushing this regime to reform didn't happen and Lebanon degenerated into a huge mess that we're in. I don't know if that is an issue of governance. I have to say that I, I still think the fact that these this crowd is the crowd that we grew up with and the crowd that we don't have today that we maybe would have liked to see on the streets, they're removed by the same problem that curtails and eventually kills movements in this country and we before we started recording i was talking about somebody we both admire samir asir and i think he's october 17 whether he was there in march 14 i think of him as october 17 hmm. that type of person appeals to me and i know that the moment that kind of person pushes for change they get removed that to me is what the story is about more more than the way you described it which is true this rentier state this crony capitalism gone crazy this uh, consensus on a very ugly note i think the violent component of politics is really what's what's killing us and i don't think we emphasize it enough definitely no i i absolutely agree and i'll say one more thing the mm. port blast is not a Lebanese problem in my mind. Meaning, yes, corruption leaves ammonium nitrate in a warehouse. It's not what brings it here. 
Not, not the way we're talking about corruption. That's the battlefield that Lebanon is still in, which I don't think is something that protesters can change. And I think that's what kills us, not, not, the, um, not the other stuff that's hurting us severely. So sorry, I interrupted you. You were, uh, I, I shouldn't have interrupted. No, no, I, I agree with, uh, no, no, to, uh, to the contrary. Uh, yeah, I agree with, with, with what, you, uh, what you just mentioned. Uh, but also I see it a natural component mm. of the uh, that's how that's how such systems work mm. they thrive on violence on mm. corruption uh, it's all interrelated in a way mm. even the uh, the influence of the geopolitics you know because there's um, the in the the intern mm. yani the uh, the country the people of the country the society mm. is not uh, binded by uh, a strong uh, you know uh, government state which gives them all what they need mm-hmm. okay uh, because uh, uh, such um, such system makes each sect has its own foreign policy and own foreign relation you know the, uh, iran uh, saudi arabia etc etc mm. so these are all uh, it makes us you know uh, f- uh, prone to to the influence of the agendas of the geopolitical agendas mm. much more than uh, anything else we bring this energy from outside mm. to, to inside because our system works this way mm. even the violence the system manifests itself yeah. this way it's it's a matter of uh, changing roles now hezbollah for example the issue of hezbollah yes hezbollah is a, is a political party it's a political it's a it's a military arm of a political thought and ideology mm-hmm. and of of a sectarian project mm-hmm. this is definite we know this yeah however how to face this how to face it is it through war or through having uh, as uh, to to uh, uh, having a government which gives people everything mm. they need in terms of uh, you know uh, education yeah. uh, med- medication medicine etc uh, hospitalization everything you know mm. social mm. security in a way which makes such parties such as Hezbollah less uh, capable of controlling its people through because you know mm. Hezbollah has a, an economy its own economy yeah. they have its, their own uh, uh, yeah so you need to face Hezbollah through uh, and all the parties but mainly Hezbollah through uh, you know I, and I, we don't have to get that far into Hezbollah but I will say one thing because I don't want to put I don't want to make you uncomfortable when you don't want to talk too much about that group because I think no, I no, just, I don't care. You don't care? Okay. okay. As long as you're not... Okay, good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No. I, the, I've had this debate with Jad Ghassan, who's now a Mumfid candidate in mm. Metin. Metin, yeah. Yeah, and I had this debate with him twice, actually. On his podcast, he came on mine. I know you're not in Mumfid, but the way you're framing the argument, it does sound the, very close to the way he described it. I, I still don't think of the system creating Hezbollah. So in other words, you definitely want a state that functions to prevent something like Hezbollah 
from emerging. Yes. That, that is a goal, absolutely. But um, I still see the paralysis of the state as a byproduct of a story that's bigger than Lebanon. And I'll, I'll I mean, it's six, seven months ago, Tarek Bitar stopped his investigation. We don't even talk about it that much anymore. I don't think he stopped his investigation because the system makes it easier for him to stop his work, if that makes sense. So I guess maybe that's another debate that's endless is the system and Hezbollah. And how do you how do you create a state that functions when you have a problem that is so big and that's not entirely Lebanese? I always think of it as that story has to decline for the state to function again. And I'll add something else. Um, I think the moment two words entered the debate, Kata'ib and Hezbollah, I think that's the moment people sort of went into their camps. And I'd like to ask you, this whole diagnosis this whole almost people somebody should write a dissertation on it <laughs> because i think it took up the mind and energy of a lot of people except Kate'ib. <laughs> i think everyone else yes everyone else even the uwit were talking about it Kate'ib were like well everyone had a position on this when you look back now and i know you said it at the beginning the principles were held you didn't compromise on, on certain principles. Do you think the only path to parliament, even if that's not a goal in itself, even if that's not the, that's not the end goal, is the only path to parliament in, re, in practicality working with an old regime party that identifies itself as a reformist? Such as Kataib. Such as Kataib, yeah. yeah. Uh, no, because... Such uh, such an alliance would be just for the benefit of Katay, but not for the benefit of mm. of us. Mm. Uh, you know, because it's a it's an organized party, uh, and also you know elections is not mathematical. For example, let's say let's say the these uh, political groups of change. Yeah, let's say they have two hundred thousand votes. Okay, and the Katayib has fifty thousand. Yeah. So once you go to the elections, it's not 250,000. It's, it's because we lose much of our votes because of the alliance of Katei. So oh, separately, 200,000 and 50,000, but not when they're standing. Okay, so yeah. if you make, yes, if they yeah. are together, you lose, you lose much of your votes mm, because mm. of this alliance. Mm. Now I'm, I'm not just, uh, I'm talking about, uh, because you mentioned that, is it for the benefit of you? I'm saying, no, it's not for our benefit. It's mm. for the benefit of Kataib. If it happened, regardless if, of my position right. politically. And, but I appreciate just, you're, you're able to... And yes. always show the other angle. Yes, yeah. I'm sure. I'm, yeah, yeah, because once once you want to assess the picture, you, uh, the, you have to see it from all, yeah. all sides. Yeah, yeah. So this is uh, this is how it happens because they are able to uh, 
push uh, voters to target certain seats in the mm. parliament and mm. then they are going they will be able to increase the, the and i believe in that's the real intention of kataib pushing so hard mm. to get into alliances with the opposition that's their mm. their uh, their hidden agenda because mm. they feel that okay we we just this way we just get four three or four mps but if you ally with uh, these groups okay to hell with them they lose uh, they don't get any any mp but mm. we ourselves incre- might be able to increase our number of mps from 3 4 to 7 or 8 mps right. so they mm. are going to hijack the parties of the and the groups of the opposition and the groups of change in order to increase their seats as Kataib. Right. So that's uh, that's the idea. Okay, I'm not going to defend Kataib. I'm going to actually go down this road with mm. you because I like I like the way you're framing it. And it's that's the advantage of speaking to you rather than speaking to let's say Taqaddum, for example, that is working in some ways with Kataib. Or other groups that are not working with them, but they don't see it as a mm. problem for parliament. Yes. Uh, I, I appreciate the way you're framing it. The If a party that is pre-October 17, and again, I'm not, I'm not trying to defend them. If they see themselves as sharing the same pursuit, not the failures of the past, but the road ahead. Is there any way to give them a benefit of the doubt? that they could be a group that theoretically could join this alliance? Is, is there steps that they have not made that would have made, let's say, you individually more comfortable, not a full alliance, but let's say not a, uh, wouldn't be a burden anymore, that they would not be labeled as Sulta or Nizam, that they could be more like what you want in a future Lebanon? And I, I'm sorry to ask this in a silly way, but is it simply just a matter of it's a family name, it's a legacy party, that's already a problem, that's too much uh, for us? No, the, the, it's the, uh, the issue is, is, uh, is way uh, more complicated, in my opinion. Now we are, first of first, the first thing is, that now we are in a very, uh, I would say, delicate situation in Lebanon, or mm. very critical situation in Lebanon mm. now. Uh, Meaning like right, right now. Right, right now, <laughs> yes. yes, yes, exactly. So, uh, and we are in a process, especially in the, uh, in the you know, after 17th of October up to date, mm. now things are changing. And there is, you know, Political uh, activity in 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 Lebanon, and uh, people are the the uh, system is crashing in yeah. a way or another. The powers of the system because they lost their economy. Mm. They mm. lost. This is a very important factor. Yeah. Uh, okay, the state which used to feed them is now, you know, uh, it's, it's broke. Is, is broke totally yeah. broke. So. Now we are changing. Uh, we are. We are. Uh, we are within uh, a certain change mm, in mm. Lebanon, and this uh, power balance, uh, which I talked uh, about, is now okay. You see, people are becoming more okay, you know, aware that this is the right time to mm. to make certain actions. Perhaps not in the parliamentary elections, mm. 
because, uh, as I said, different certain dynamics control the, elect- the, the elect- electoral process. Mm. Mm. However, people are starting to okay, uh, feel that it's about time to mm. make certain changes. So this is a natural thing that some parties who were in the parties among the parties of the regime before start to think of, okay, let's leave the ship and mm. get dirt in order to save ourselves. Mm. So here we have to be very uh, careful because or else then all the parties of the system, they make uh, a, 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 an abrupt self-criticism. Okay, everything is fine and let's go. So we can't be such. There's, there are responsibilities. Mm. There are parties who participated in everything which we live in today. Mm. Three thirty years of uh, policies, of uh, decisions, mm. of uh, economic, financial, and uh, financial decisions, uh, fiscal decisions, uh, that led to what we uh, what we are living in now. In addition to Hezbollah's role and yes. the, the geopolitics and everything, yeah. so there are responsibilities. We can't be just uh, uh, like okay, everything is okay, and so. Even, even, even uh, having said this, parties such as Kataib, if they really have a real will, they need to make within their own line a certain uh, trend within the parties of the regime. Uh, let them w- work uh, s- separately, mm. but not uh, tr- try to breach the, uh, the, the ranks of the new political groups who are trying, who are emerging and trying to build their own new political experience in Lebanon. Right. So this is the uh, this is how I approach it. So you would have, would have I mean it's hypothetical but you would have preferred a a healthier division from a group like Kataib with the October 17 parties. Let the, yeah, let them they do their own experience right. and, and let us let us do our if if uh, if uh, if they are really mm. Now I, I have real doubts mm. that they are really willing to do this. Yeah. And that's why they are, I, I'm nearly, I'm confident that the real aim of the Kataib is to get more MPs and to, you know, to clean its, its, uh, its uh, mm. history and its uh, participation in the government and in giving, giving a vote of trust for the several governments that were responsible to what we are living in today and for Timdid, uh, for the parliament, etc., etc. I'm trying to apply what you're saying in terms of what happened the last maybe five years or six years. So in other words, the fact that Kateib resigned hmm. and the fact that Kateib withdrew their MPs after the port blast, the fact that Kateib took decisions that are pre-October 17, but they seem to imply at least a path for reform. Yes. That, that you're not against that, but you don't want that to be mixed up with what happened October 17. Mm. So could I go one step further then? It's not part of the discussion necessarily, but mm. I mean, it's on every single billboard. Yes. Let's go with the Lebanese forces. Uh, they had competent ministers in the 2016, 17, 18 years that seem to be more competent than the rest. I'm not saying that they're shining stars, but I think you look back and they seem to be okay, that they're not problematic individuals. Let's say, I'm trying to be very careful here. Uh, 
that that's fine for you as well. Let them do it. But it's not your story. It's their story. And you see, my problem is uh, this is the minimum that they should do. Hmm. Yeah. This this is how this is if they did good things. Yeah. This is the minimum. I uh, okay. Yeah. That's what we're. Well, that's what you should do. Right. That's what you should do. Be doing. Yeah. So that's it for for me. It's it's not something that okay. I'm good. I did. Yeah. Okay. That's what you should do. This is not the question. Is there any regret with? I know you're not officially right now in Lehaki, but going back a few days ago, is is there any regret in terms of where the group is on a on a I don't not not popularity, but more that it is a little more isolated today than it was two years ago. Not maybe not. Isolated. Yes, it is. It is more isolated. It is yeah. that it finds itself in a in a unique corner that it wasn't in. Is that is there any regret in that? And where things ended up. I don't believe it's it's healthy uh, to regret things in politics. Hmm. So it's always uh, you learn lessons, you uh, make like an evaluation, yeah, and you you build upon that. So we we are currently, I believe, everyone, me personally, and every person should be doing this. Mm-hmm. It's not a matter of regrets. It's a matter of assessment, mm-hmm. evaluation. And we might have done things uh, wrong and or we might have done the correct things. Right. So, uh, no, I don't have regrets. In all my political career, uh, if, I don't know if career is, a, is the right word. What? Uh, it uh, seems like it because yeah. I'm sure you, I know that you play guitar. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> but I, you're not a musician by uh, by trade. I think of you as a politician, yes. more than a musician. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. But you're probably as good it's at a, music it's as you. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's a hobby. Yeah, it's a hobby. Okay, so we'll get to your personal story, mm. and I want to save that for the end because it's it's an it's an important uh, subject. Mm. But uh, decentralization, which I think you still, I mean, whether you're in Lihaki or not, I'm assuming that this is something you fundamentally believe in. It's got nothing to do with that group, something you, you principally yes, believe definitely. in. I'd like you to explain something very basic. The, the fundamental difference between the lexicon you apply, the language of decentralization, and the more fringe momentum for federalism. Because I think, and this happens by accident, there's this hesitation on both sides of the spectrum to really explain what they want from that story. And that there's an extremist element that comes up, which shouldn't be there. So I'll give you an example. I had an episode with uh, a guy. His name is Iyad Bustani. He's a diehard federalist. And he sounds a bit eccentric at times. But when you speak for two hours about federalism, you realize this is just an academic exchange. It's a form of governance at the end of the day. You can apply prejudice. You can even apply sectarianism. You can apply whatever you want to it, but the, the word is not that problematic. On the other side of the spectrum, I think it has the same kind of burden and that it's not explained enough to make it just a word. That it's, a, it's, a, it's, it's fixing a problem, but the word itself is not the problem. Uh, I believe so. Yeah. Yes, and this is one of the uh, assessment and self-criticism. Yeah. 
uh, which we which we should be looking into in the mm. coming um, months and years maybe uh, yes so it's uh, regarding uh, decentralized decentralization of federalism so first uh, the first thing is on what basis you do for example in both whether federalism or uh, decentralization mm -hmm. you would be uh, D uh, dissecting the country into uh, provinces or whatever. Right. So uh, the basis on which you are making these dissections mm. is uh, a super important factor. Right. Okay. Yeah. So is it sectarian based on sectarian uh, factors mm. or elements, or is it based like we see it in Lihaqi based on? social, economic, and environmental, ecological uh, factors. Mm. So yeah. this is one thing. The second thing is, uh, do these provinces have their own uh, legislation or uh, or you know, their own laws, mm. etc.? Or they uh, are all binded by uh, a civic civic laws on the national level and it can bonded together right. right so this is this is the the other difference mm -hmm. and uh, so it's almost federal versus local yes level governance yes yes right. yes so is it uh, the, is the the, the uh, any uh, is it political or is it administrative and economic and financial right so these are the main questions. Yeah. So we stand even in the on the when when you talk about decentralization. Also, there are different uh, uh, approaches to this. Mm -hmm. For example, is it the state, the centralized state, which gives some of its powers and roles to the provinces, mm -hmm. or is it that no, the provinces have enough decision making? Right. So we believe no that the provinces should have enough decision making. Not on the political uh, level and the sectarian level and so on, but on the uh, main decisions related to the people and mm. their economy and their. So these are mainly the differences, uh, different approaches. It almost sounds like the reason it doesn't elevate the it doesn't take hold in the conversation because it doesn't make people crazy. It's actually a very serious, dry subject. Yes, it is. Yeah, which I think uh, is a disservice to people that really want to know what it means. Because in a way, it almost feels like this is how Lihaki saw itself in mm. terms of making it more horizontal. Yes, decentralized. Decentralized. Actually, group, yeah. the way we view our, uh, in the way Lihaki sees the country, mm. Lebanon, is the same way in which it organizes itself. Right. So right, we organize yeah. ourselves yeah. based on how we see the society should be. Right. Uh, yeah. You pioneered in a grassroots movement that went from very determined but small groups pushing the envelope four, five, six years ago to turning into a momentum that tried to make its way into parliament in 2018 to becoming one of the most important groups in October 17, pushing the envelope further, exposing yourselves further by trying to win in 2022 elections. Hmm. And then almost overnight, the group announces its withdrawal. The candidates are out. 
Yes. Except in Babda. Uh, sorry. Yes. Except Babda. And uh, hours ago, you made your own resignation public. I want you just to first let's go into the resignation because I think that's the most important. And I'll get into the other things as well. But what made you make that decision in the last few days? I, I, I'm going to only assume that this has been a very stressful period. But you took a decision that is one step further than just saying, perhaps you disagree. You decided to leave the group, which I think is a, it's a symbolic statement. So as much as you can say without... It's not meant to throw lihaqqi under the bus, nothing like that. It's more your relationship right now and why you took it. a step that's quite vocal and I think was shared a lot today. I mean, I was getting messages about your post and I didn't want to assume anything. I thought the best thing is to ask you. Actually, in uh, in the in my resignation, I mentioned, and I believe this is the main the main message, which has which is a message of holding responsibility. Hmm. So, in the in the last or uh, before the last uh, part or part in the uh, hmm. in the resignation, I mentioned that I hold much of the responsibility of what uh, the the place where uh, or the uh, the failure that that happened now and this needs uh, an assessment um, whether internal in lihaqi or assessment on the personal level uh, definitely much of the decisions which okay we made all the decisions together but also uh, uh, my my personal decisions in in various uh, or in different uh, situations uh, have contributed much to uh, to 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 this to this loss. Mm. So first, it's, it's an act of uh, responsibility taking responsibility of many of the things which happened. Okay, definitely we are a collective group. It's not just me. Right. But I believe in certain places I hold much responsibility because especially in my, uh, in my role in uh, setting or expressing the rhetoric of lihaqi mm. uh, at certain times, also internally, uh, organizational, and etc. So I hold uh, much of responsibility. This is... Uh, this is this is the main thing, mm, mm. Uh, and especially in the elections, and def- definitely in the last elections. So that's why uh, that's one of the main reasons, Yani, for Res- this resignation. You used responsibility and failure. It, what is the failure in your in your mind when it comes to this issue? Uh, it's not a failure in this election, yani, mm-hmm. okay, but there's a, we, the thing yeah, that you mentioned, you mm-hmm. just mentioned, yani, we were uh, that maybe, co- yes, certainly isolated, mm-hmm. uh, the way we expressed our political rhetoric, okay. what we yeah. used to say, what, so this put us in a certain position, mm-hmm. uh, especially me as a person, I was uh, 
يعني I was present in okay TV uh, you know episodes etc. And I was right. responsible of carrying this uh, this rhetoric many of the times. So the responsibility is in the messaging in that sense. Yes, this is one of the aspects, okay. not just the only aspects. Yeah. In addition to many many other things. Mm, mm. So uh, things some things are internal, some things which which maybe we can't now take uh, talk about, mm, mm. and others are external factors. Uh, definitely the decision wasn't uh, any I I was thinking about this resignation before the elections but I oh. didn't do it yes I didn't uh, I didn't do it uh, uh, no. sorry before the elections meaning once the withdrawal of the candidacy no 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 before like months yeah, yeah months oh before. I see so you'd be a candidate uh, you'd be campaigning but not part of Lihak Yes, yes, yes. I see. Okay. Uh, no, no. Regardless, I wasn't thinking of uh, of being a candidate at the, oh, that time. Yeah. Okay. In the summer. The, 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 oh, oh, I see. So going back. Yeah, yeah earlier. going back. Okay. Uh, going going back earlier. Okay. Uh, so yes, so it's not just uh, like now. Okay, uh, mm-hmm. we're done. No. Uh, so, and I believe Lihaqi is a political group which, which has the potential to grow and change and. Uh, And uh, I did my. I felt that I did everything that I could do for Lihaqi at, mm. uh, at this uh, up to date. Yani. Yeah. So maybe different contributions, different, uh, mm. uh, different contributions in quality wise. Mm. You know. So, but it's somebody as an outsider who's done an episode before he announced his candidacy. But after he ran in 2018, I had a sit down with Mark Doe. This mm. is the first or second week after October 17. So this is, yes. if you can imagine it, it's in Urbanista, where people were protesting between Martyrs Square into Jemezi. And the yes. audio episode, we caught some of the protests in the background and people talking about the protests. And this is before Taqaddum becomes a name that is associated with politics. So this is just as the momentum is there. Mm. And I, it was pretty clear that he had a political position already. And he was moving in that direction. You fast forward four years later. One name is running in Shuf. Your name is not. Do you have any... I mean, I, I feel in a way uncomfortable asking this because I don't know if I'm overstepping. Is this uh, something that you wanted to be a part of but you took a decision that was not maybe the one you wanted? Uh, no. So you wanted to withdraw from... Yes, because uh, yes, internally uh, the discussion that we did was خلاص, there was an internal decision which everyone uh, agreed on or most of us agreed on mm. that we are go- not going to uh, to to participate in this uh, and we don't want to do to uh, create another list right right so you yeah. see so because why because the people are you know everyone is saying that you should be unified and this yeah. so we didn't want to be responsible mm. of having another list Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's why we we thought that the best decision is to withdraw. Um, I see. So it's a principal decision too, and that you don't need. You know that that extra list wouldn't work, so you make the decision to not go down 
that yes. road. Yes, yeah. yes, yes. Okay. In addition to many things, يعني, the, nego- the complications and negotiations mm. of the uh, the formation of the lists, not just in Shufalai, mm-hmm. in other areas which we withdrew from in, in Lebanon, which Lihaqi uh, right. withdrew, yes. So there were many problems related to the way the lists were, were formed and created. Right. So this, خلاص, we took you know, everywhere which where it's not working, we are going to withdraw because we felt that uh, all of the Haqqi felt that we are being cornered and in, in all areas. And that's something you were okay with in principle, withdrawing. Yes, I'm, I'm trying to see if. Uh, yeah, yeah, me personally. Person, yeah. Yes, yes, I okay. was okay with with with. Uh, I see. With this. Very quickly after that, you exit the party, and I I appreciate there's internal things that cannot be discussed. I I can only assume that you will maybe share these things if you want to later. Uh, I personally would rather have you running in parliament, and I say this as somebody who does not necessarily find any natural alliance with some voices in Lihaqqi, or even for that matter in Mimfid, which I know they're not the same party, they have different ideas, they may not even have that much in common. Sometimes I think they're unfairly put together as the isolationists, but that doesn't necessarily mean they get along always too. So I, But let's just say... I look for the common cause and your the your positions resonate with someone like me that in terms of trying to find common ground and politics in a in a more mature way I think it's a disadvantage to not have you run but that's not for me to say I mean I'm 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 applying my selfish concerns on you here but I I hope that in 4 years if this passion is still alive in you, that you do run on your terms. Because uh, I don't think somebody who put that much time and effort into trying to improve this country should find just retreat and withdrawal. Oh, yeah. And I, I think your post was quite eloquent. You made it, you were very caring to Lihaqqi and you were also very uh, aware that uh, it's not over. And I think you found the right tone it's not easy to write these posts. So I, I appreciate you doing that, and I hope you stick around four years later. I'll end it with, I'm curious why you're even in this world to begin with, because you look like somebody who should not be in this world. I'll tell you my, my understanding. Right? You're normal. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. I, mean, I was concerned. Yeah. I've done over 300 episodes, and you can imagine, you said it in a way, Lebanese politics... And the way we live in it, I mean, it's absurd. So you you can have a long, extensive conversation on things that are, you're not making money off of this. This is not enriching your, your, you believe in it. It's sincere and it's honest. What took you down this road? It can't can't be something that you just found yourself in in 2018. I'm, I'm assuming the story is deeper and probably I'm going to assume there's some overlap here in, why a certain type of personality finds themselves in this world? First, uh, first of all, we are uh, we are a political family, mm. and our family traditionally is active in politics. Mm. And I uh, I have been uh, active in politics since 1999. Okay. So first, it's a matter of 
This is not why. Yeah. This is a matter of, uh, this is one of the factors. Yeah. So uh, this is one, one thing. Mm-hmm. The second thing is, I have a project in, uh, in, in, in my mind. In, uh, it's not a personal project. It's mm. a, a conception of how I see uh, if a country should, should work. And I'm still working and developing this this project. So this uh, led me naturally to be an activist, uh, an active person mm. in politics. And I am uh, uh, I have like I am a writer. I have a book. See, I, I wish I knew this. I didn't. Yes. I didn't know. Okay. Uh, yeah. I, it was published in 2013, and I am working on another book, which okay. it should be published uh, soon. So everything is interrelated mm. uh, to each other. Uh, I see my, you know, it's. Uh, I don't want to sound, uh, but uh, I feel like I have a mission. Yeah, you see, that's an, an inner feeling. Yani, an inner feeling. Mm. You know? Was the book about politics? And uh, no, it's fikri, uh, yani, thought and mm. psychology, philosophy, uh, okay. and politics, right. and economy. Usually, I have the tendency to relate uh, everything to each other because I believe that yeah. the whole universe is interrelated, and even uh, on the local level, everything is interrelated mm. in a way or another. So, uh, so you're on this road already. I mean, in other words, Lihaki is the is just another chapter in this journey because 1999, you're active, family-wise, but you're still active. Politically. Yes, I was a member of the Communist Party in Lebanon. I see. Okay. So and then I resigned in 2009. Okay. Yeah. And also I made uh, in 2009 I made uh, any self criticism and mm. you know assessment and my thoughts change. You know, uh, once a friend of mine told me something that I like. Yeah. Every person has a year with which he says before and after. Uh huh. So okay. my year is 2009. Mm. So. To me, everything is before 2009 and after 2009. That's interesting. 2009 mm-hmm. is an election year. It's a, uh, I think it's the post-Doha government that emerges. Mm-hmm. What, what is that year for you? No, it's, uh, it's, uh, it's not related to politics, but oh, rather oh. to personal. And uh, in the, I changed, I made a, a, an important change. Mm. In, inside my, uh, in the way I see the world, my own philosophy, you know, so it was very impactful in this year. I, I'm going to try. Okay, you're 28 in 2009. I'm doing my math True. quickly. Yes. Okay, uh, 2005. I hope this is right. You tell me if not. You're in the George Hewi communist section, or is it the other? communist uh no the official the official yeah. so not george heavy the no okay so you're not on the march 14 uh no and r- not on the march 8 right you're the yes okay i can't i don't remember who was leading the party back then uh okay yeah that's that's good memory i would have never remembered mm-hmm. but that's not necessarily the driving force because in 2009 four years later mm something important happens. So what, what is that shift that makes you the before and after? Um, I believe it's, uh, 
you know i don't believe much in in the causality thing you know this this uh, this happened because of this there mm. are many interrelated factors as usual mm. <laughs> so uh, personal experiences uh, my uh, own uh, readings and writings mm. uh, my political experiences my social and so on so everything mm. you know and you see you 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 get into a, a transformational Uh, phase yes yeah. with which you make uh, drastic changes and uh, radical changes mm. in the way you perceive things yeah so uh, this is it's not if if we if we want to relate it to certain specific events definitely it's it's a it would be an invention because that's uh, interesting yeah. but you know the year which i like you can yes, find yes, it yeah. yeah i i i love years yani i yeah. am fascinated by <laughs> I remember I remember years very well. Yeah. I mean, it's not the mm. same story, but it's the same expression. My mine is 2005, and yours, ah, yeah, mm. for sure. And it's really running into these types of characters, mm-hmm. whether it was Samir Asir or even seeing for the first time what it's like for Lebanese to go to the street in my lifetime, mm. demanding something better. Uh, it inspired me back then, mm-hmm. and you know, I like the way you're saying it. It's not necessarily one or two or three things. It's the moment. It's hard to explain that moment sometimes, but it it's, it's emotions maybe more than anything. Yes, and usually if you want to explain it, you will be you'd be uh, like uh, like inventing, you know, yeah. inventing things to rationalize right this moment. Yeah, but it's never accurate. And I don't uh, think anyone else knows it but yourself. Yes, yeah. yes, yes, exactly. I admire that ten years after that year. You were part of the most important protest movement in modern Lebanese history. You took something which was in your mind. You turned it into a group that's permanent with or without you. And you're still politically charged. And I'd like to pick up that book and see your next book. And I hope you're not... uh, I hope you're fine, given the current climate, because I think anyone in your shoes has been through a lot. And it's a very stressful time. No matter what side you're on, I think it's been a lot of pressure on everyone. So it's an honor to do this together today. Thank you so much. Thank you, sir. I appreciate it. (laughs) 